and a double serving of purpose today. Yes, sir. Be free and dealer at his best. March 30th. Beautiful. Beautiful day to be alive, bro. Beautiful. April's going to be a big month, man. Baby boys coming. Practices booming. Um, I'm doing no sugar in April. Love it. That'll be interesting. So by the time baby boy's born, um, I might need you to keep me accountable for that. I'm gonna be wanting some cravings and stuff. Uh, but I got a, uh, I got some Nokia in last night, so that was fire. I had to get that last pasta, that pasta hit in, you know, beforehand. Totally. Uh, potato gluten free Nokia, I guess. So, so you're going no, no added sugars. No added sugars, but then also no, like, pretty much no sugars also. Like fruit, um, starch vegetables, root vegetables, pretty hardcore. Um, it's pretty much straight veggies, avocados, chickpeas are one, though, that I'll indulge in. And, yeah. Trying to take it to the next level for, for April, you know? Need that mental clarity as much as possible. So I can't be can't be lagging behind. Nah man, take that discipline itself, right? Like we talked about. That's true. And in the meantime, I'm doing the two the two thousand burpee challenge, which by the way, kicked my butt the first three days. Yeah, but you're coming back around, right? Oh, we're coming back around. I got adjusted yesterday. I was feeling fantastic. Hell yeah. And this morning, feeling really good, too. Not like a soreness, pumping it up, so. Very nice, bro. If you need a kick in the pants, good fighters, 2,000 burpees in a week. Actually, Tyler and I, Tyler Pritchard, give him a quick shout-out because we'll have him on the show later. But uh, we're probably going to hit that 2,100. Take it, a, take it a little up a notch, you know. Extra innings, you know, overtime, whatever you need. You need to oh. get that, uh, have that stand If we, if we do over – yeah, if we do overtime in private, then, you know, practice ain't going to be nothing, you know? <laughs> At least that's the mentality. All right, Dr. Nash, what you got for us today? Um, so you see Nash T dealing it out with the topic. What, I, what I've been uh, – I mean, I've talked about it before, but I've been reading 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson. And honestly, this is, like, this is a book I would literally recommend to anybody, like – I really think if everyone just Kairos, no, any good fighters, literally anybody, like if, if like if everybody were to read this book, I think they would have some sort of takeaway from it that would be beneficial not to just them but to the people around them. And mm. uh, so the chapter I was uh, going through last week was chapter eight, which is um, tell the truth or at least don't lie. So that concept in itself. It sounds easy, but there's there's so much more uh, to it than just literally the, the 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 face value of telling the truth to somebody 
who asks you your opinion on what their shoes look like. You know what I mean? So yeah. the, the, there's a few sub chapters in there and there's a couple of things I want to, wanted to pull from there. So uh, one of the sub chapters was uh, manipulate the world. So in it, Dr. Peterson, he talks about uh, commission occurs when you do something, you know, to be wrong. A sin of omission occurs when you let something bad happen, when you know you could do something to stop it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's something that, uh, you know, at least for me, that was just like an instant thing that I read. I'm like, wow. Um, I've, you know, in a way, like I've just been in certain situations growing up just through high school, college. I mean, even before that middle school where you might see like your friends doing something or somebody around you doing something that like you probably know isn't right. And in a way you kind of have a decision to make on whether or not you want to speak up and say something, which internally is the conflict. And in a lot of ways, yeah. I, can, I feel like a lot of people are trained and programmed not to handle conflict very well. Right. It's like right. always a bad thing. So. Especially in the Midwest here. Yeah. And, and people really want to respect people around them, which I, you know, I love that. That's one of the things I love about the Midwest. But when it comes to telling the truth, and especially with some, you see something going on that you truly believe that your truth isn't right. It is, it's a sin to, I mean, it's like an, being an accomplice to like a, you know, like a robbery. I know that's a bit of a, a stretch, but like, just because you didn't yeah. steal the money, you were driving the car, you were, you knew it was going to happen the day before. Like you're an accomplice to the, you're, you're an accessory to, to the, right. to the crime. Right. And, um, I think too with that though it's not just an external presence thing you know you talk about the internal aspect as well if you are lying to yourself cheating to yourself in a, in a sin of commission or omission that still has an impact because you know I think a lot of times we maybe only focus on the external aspect of it but the internal is even just as much of a battle for yourself too yeah, you weaken your character, right? Just by being untrue to right. your, your your core beliefs. That often, yeah, that authenticity that we were talking about a little bit back, you know. I mean, that meter, right, or that uh, that compass that's telling you like what your north is, and it's like mm. you, you go against that. In a way, that's something that just like you, you end up being lost, right? You're just kind of you have no direction, right? and uh, right. you don't have direction. Like life's pretty empty. I was talking. I had a conversation yesterday with some people in the practice. And one thing we were talking about is some of our friend groups and it's kind of hard sometimes, um, especially, you know, for people who actually, you know, in our age group who are driven and have goals and we have certain lifestyle things that we live by that uh, makes it hard for us to make friends sometimes with people in our age group. Because, I, I mean, maybe I'm just speaking with some people that I've been around, but, um, and I don't mean this in a way that I don't have love for people that, uh, have this, but it's just like, you know, you got to be able to kind of protect your energy and like surround yourself with people who have same, same mindset and goals that you do. And I'm not just working for, you know, I'm not really, I'm not working at all. Um, I love what I do. And to just live for Friday, Saturday, two, two out of seven days out of the week, that leaves a lot of emptiness on those other five days. You know what I mean? And right. 
I, I, I just think that's something that's pretty prevalent with, you know, anybody from like 22 to 30 something, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard finding those people, right. like depending on where you're at and, and making new friends sometimes can be pretty difficult too. If you new, if you move to a new area. So, right. I think with that though too, like you, and like you said, it's not out of a place that's not of love. We, we do kind of have a higher responsibility threshold too. Yes. Than just your average nine to five. Like we, it's different if you just go to your average nine to five and you're with the people around your workspace and different things like that where you don't, there's, there's a responsibility to do your job, but it's also different for us I think, as well because we have to become like, not only are we chiropractors where we're adjusting subbies all day, but also at the same time, there's an aspect of life coaching. There's an aspect of, um, you know, portions of us that, that we give a lot of energy to our patients that yeah, require keep going <laughs> that require portions of it man like there's all kinds of stuff that that responsibility i think is just what, what's the peter parker what's the reference that his do you remember it um wow i guess i'm really not a you should big... know this by heart dude we're 90s kids man. i know i should absolutely um Chantel, phone a friend what's the peter parker reference about responsibility with great power comes great responsibility phone a friend let's go hey wants to be a millionaire we got a lot of power that we're trying to put out so with that comes great responsibility that we need to maintain a level of um um truth you know dude yeah and in that same vein dude um if you're not willing to reveal yourself to others you're not going to be willing to reveal yourself to yourself. True. Yeah. Wow. That's key. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're going into even just like conversation that like you haven't had a conversation that's been as in depth before with somebody you're, you're gathering information. Like it is uh, essentially kind of uncharted territory yeah. in a way you're, you're, you're developing and you're, you're developing yourself at, at the same time. You're finding more about yourself. The more you have, yeah. these, they're not dangerous conversations, but they're, they're conversations where you're being truthful. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, well, I think people will, we're scared to do it a lot of times in society today, but I think people appreciate it way more because it, it is lacking. It's, it's not as common to me in today's environment for sure i mean today's environment too is just built around you know very pc right like you don't want to offend other people and you don't want to hurt somebody neither do i but just to that same extent like you got to have a little i mean sticks and stones may break my bones words may never hurt me right that's something you're taught from like day one in elementary school yeah there is a limit to that. I'm not saying that there isn't, but especially with like uh, some things on the internet that aren't really even personally directed at you. I mean, I, I wholeheartedly believe that you should speak your mind, but to really get up in arms about some post that wasn't even directed at yourself or to have, you know, mm. perceive that and like have your body have that, that stress response. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, that's a problem. Yeah. Cause 
And then it gets that chain of screaming. <laughs> yeah, right. You then get more irritated at people around you. Totally. You know. 100%, man. Um, so I've got a few other things in here, this book that I kind of want to touch on. So tell me your thoughts on them. But uh, so one of them is actually a, a Bible passage. So you, you yeah. probably, so it's from Mark 8.36. So for what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Right. Um, what, what do you have to gain? What, what's left to gain? If, if you're giving up things that you hold true to what uh, is your compass of making who you are or what you know is right and what's wrong or what's truth and what's not, right? So, um, to give that up, man, I mean, there's, there's not much left. I mean, it's just like uh, taking away the essence of what makes you you. Yeah. I think like, like we talked about before, there's so much of this aspect of, getting what you want to to gain in your lifetime or giving certain things up that forfeit your soul because we think we have like this false perception that it's going to benefit us more you know that's what the thing we truly desire um even when we talked about too i don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or just between you and me but people almost desiring that matrix that matrix about it because they don't feel pain, they don't feel hurt, they don't feel these certain things that actually make us human and make life worth living. Totally. And so oftentimes we have that false sense of perception that we're willing to give up um, our soul to something that we think will benefit us more, but in the end run it just compromise everything that we need to survive and thrive as human beings. Yeah. You know? And it's it's sad and it's heartbreaking to see like, but it's also hard at the same time. Like we're not perfect. Like you and me both, we have our own struggles and our own temptations that we get into that take us away from that aspect. But that's why we got to be connected with our innate as much as possible so that we can keep, uh, keep away from that. You know? Oh, and it makes the positive. It makes the wins make the losses, you know, tolerable. Right. I mean, the negative, the light to the darkness, you know, um, talk about a lot of discipline of self, and with that, you know, there, there's the, the counterbalance of that discipline that yeah. I feel like is equally as important to have those times where it really makes that discipline worth it. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're not always here for a long time, right? We're here for a good time <laughs> in, the, in the right way, you know? <laughs> right, right. And I think that's... Andy Priscilla talks about that a lot. About being in terms here for of life. Time. Yeah, but... Well, not that directly, but more yeah. of like, um, like more of the love yourself type of train. And it's often this guy is like, oh, we're here for a good time. So just do whatever you want. Right. Or right. like, I love myself the, just the way I am. So I can eat Cheetos on the couch and not get cheap craps about whatever. But in order to have a good time, in order to love yourself truly, it takes that discipline. It takes work. It's not, um, you don't get fulfilled from not going on an adventure, you know? Totally. And to have that longevity, right? Like you aren't here yeah. for time, but you you can certainly make your stay a lot have a lot better quality and for a lot longer time. Yeah. Yeah. Just based on decisions that you make every single day. 
It's not anything that happens like the flick of a light switch. Maybe it is mentally, like something finally clicks for me, and I hope it does. Because I, I certainly had that feeling before where it's like, wow. Uh, I, I feel like I've made a, like a massive mental leap in just a very short time that uh, I've been able to apply. And that's, I'm able to kind of change my trajectory in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a quote that it reminds me of, because as you know, I've been going through The Alchemist, which has been really cool to discuss First of all, you definitely need to get that book. I know we talked about that before. I do. Um, I, I need to find out where to buy it. And it, for those of you in chiropractic school, I literally went through all of chiropractic school thinking, oh, you should read the arguments. You should read the arguments. And I never did until now. Uh, I mean, it's audiobook, so it's kind of cheap. But it talks about no heart has ever suffered when it goes in search of its dreams. Because every second of the search is a second encounter a second encounter with God and with eternity. Um, I heard that the other day when he was going through and just discussing like going after your dreams or going after your truth or going after these things that you oftentimes suppress because of, because of society's way or because it's what we're led to believe we need. But if we go forward with it and you go on that journey and, you know, that's that second encounter with God that we can, or eternity or whatever, that we have true fulfillment, you know? Totally. At least in my mind. That hit hard with me, so. What was that BJ quote? Uh, the best pilots are made through rough waters and Oh yeah. whatever. I mean, I, to me, that's just like, you gotta get out, you gotta put yourself out there. Cause I mean, life isn't always gonna be safe. Safety's not like a, uh, I mean, it's not like it's not like you're gonna go out there and really try to put yourself in harm's way, but like you gotta, you can't be afraid of failure. You can't be afraid of falling down and having to get back up. Because yes. the more you fall down, the better you are getting back up. And right. I think that's a pretty key lesson that a lot of people don't really have either. I mean, that a lot of people don't talk about. You know, um, having that resiliency to to get knocked down, to to get you know away from that plus to the minus, right? Yeah. Help you get right back to the plus even quicker, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, whether that be from day to day habits to, you know, how you how you're approaching your your what you whatever you have for your job, whatever you're gonna do for that day. I mean, being accountable and just really trying to make your keep that progress going. Because I mean, I always I mean I, I say it a lot, dude, but I mean progress. You look at it like you know super through a magnifying glass, it's really hard to see it because sometimes it's, you know, sometimes you do dip down and go up or whatever, but, like, overall, like, the period of time, you need to have that big picture look. Or least overall progress from where you started to where you're at now or where you're to finish. What do you think has been, like, your biggest, I don't know, journey moment, I guess you could say, or a pivotal point? in something that's helped you figure out your truth or your, mm. um, I guess you could say removal of your sin of commission or omission. For sure. Dang, dude, that's a really good question. I, I'd probably have to say it's probably middle of chiropractic school, to be quite honest. Because um, it was kind of getting to that point where um, 
I, you know, I feel like I put the work in to some extent and that like that almost justified me to kind of slack off and not in a way that I was slacking off from, um, you know, not necessarily just like grades, but just overall in life that like, oh, I can cruise. Right. Um, and I know we've talked about like our training groups, we've really been involved with Kairos and I've been involved with MLS and I, I really would have to say my very first one was a pretty pivotal moment for me to really um, understand why I'm doing what I'm doing again. Yeah. Even before that, before I started chiropractic school, starting with my chiro uh, internship with a chiropractor, that was like a really pivotal moment and just like my overall for that, like to talk about, um, I knew in, in general, like I just really wanted to be of service to somebody and like to work hard. Yeah. Um, and to be a good person. Right. Right. I never really knew in what avenue or how. And that really helped me define um, before I was like, I was, you know, in the terms of, like a compass, I knew I was supposed to be heading north, but as far as like to what degree, I was probably heading more east or more west than I was north, right? And that really helped me get more north. But to really head straight north, that was like one of the things that really helped me get on my path towards. Uh, I mean, like I said, you can't. Re if you're not going to be willing to reveal yourself to others, you're not going to be willing to reveal yourself to yourself. And I was really blocking some things that um, I wasn't revealing to others that yeah. I wasn't revealing to myself. Yeah. That really uh, helped me open some doors and really look inside on what I had going on. Cause I had a lot of self-esteem issues too. I mean, lots mm -hmm. of them. things that like, I just like, whether it were, uh, you know, I used to train for multiple reasons. One of them being, I just liked being able to like the, have the performance factor and like, who doesn't. Right. But I mean, right. just, there's some vanity behind it too. And it's just like what I'm looking to do and like who I am as a person, like, I don't need to do that. Like it, um, who I am speaks volumes greater than any workouts that I'm going to be putting in for some vanity gain. So yeah. um, that was a big one for me. Even just like the, working towards becoming a, uh, a chiropractor, right? Um, I'd say more than just like the, the title. I mean, we talk about that too the time, that it is so much more than a title and it really is. And with that, how, can, how profoundly can you embody what you're doing? And how, how can I lead by example for more people? Yeah. And not from a place of yeah. just fitness, but like mental and spiritual health as well. Um, essentially being like a, um, I don't want to be a bar that somebody's trying to reach for. I want to be somebody that's helping people pull people up. You know what I mean? Um, we're all part of the right. same, same team, same system. We all have, we all have the same goal. We all want to, uh, at least I'd like to believe we all want what's best for each other. So I would say those two things are probably the most pivotal things that would help me, uh, come through, go through that process of figuring out what was, what I was uh, missing in my life. Yeah. In my I think life. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I no. Think, um, one of the things that has been really integral in that part of it too, that I love talking to students on or even other chiropractors is, is more of that mental, that mental spiritual game of, 
you know, I don't want to know what your grade in CNS was. I don't want to know what your, your grade in toggle was. I want to know what your mentality was during that process or during, like you and I talk a lot about like what, what has the evolution been like? What are you working towards? What is your purpose? What is your intention for everything that you do? Um, and with our intentions, they've all changed and stuff like that. Because I know for me, the biggest pivotal moment was actually an undergrad. And I don't even know if we've actually talked about this before, if I've said it on here. But so I actually got kicked out of Indiana University when I was between my sophomore and junior year, maybe. My GPA, my GPA was so low. Um, and so I kind of had to like go back and be like, okay, do I want to be a chiropractor? Why do I want to be a chiropractor? And how am I going to make it happen? You know, um, because I, like you said, I was kind of in that, in that, that neutral mode where I was just kind of like, I just did stuff. Like I didn't have any intention behind it. Um, and so, I mean, like I fought my way back and, and, you know, my GPA was so low. It was like a, like a, I don't know, it was probably, a, I think it was at like a 1.9, like <laughs> not, not hot. <laughs> um, and so, but worked my way back into the school and then came to Palmer and it was kind of that moment where like, my intention was this, just different. Like I can literally pinpoint to that exact moment where my intention started being placed in whatever it was that I did or have or I did it. And that evolution kind of back grew from that, you know what I mean? And I had spurts before that, but since then it's been like that steady, that steady progress that you were talking about. So. No, man, you never tell me that, but um, it's just amazing how, I mean, we talk about everything else that's way open with connection, intention, and purpose, and how having that intention and purpose is so essential in whatever you're doing. Yeah. Right? I mean, literally. It really was. Um, yeah. And I think that's really what makes the difference between being a great, you know, whatever you're doing, businessman, car salesman, like, you know, grocery store, grocery bagger, like whatever. Your bagger. Um, yeah. I, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with those jobs, but like lots of times people have aspirations and intentions and purposes of, um, either eventually leaving in those jobs and using them as like stepping or stepping, you know, as steps towards yeah. the next level. And if you have that, like you'll do your job even better in my opinion, or you should. Because yeah. using them as opportunities every day is an opportunity. Um, we never get more time yeah. back to just not kind of go ahead. I was going to say kind of off that point, like, do you think, in that moment with people that kind of get stuck in that rut again not that there's anything wrong with it but maybe they started out that way and they forget their dreams or their purpose or aspirations but do you, what do you think is the change is it is it a lack of truth or is it a, is it more of a because you mentioned like the manipulation too yeah um which of those two or both i guess would you have to pinpoint between and not just those people, because you can you can work in any place. Even us as chiropractors, like you can work as a chiropractor, so suck at your connection, intention, and purpose. Totally. Because you've been lack of truth or manipulation. But what what do you think out of those two takes place? 
between manipulation. I'm sorry, what was the first one? And like the la- like a lack of truth to yourself, or like a like a like lying to yourself to sure. to maintain a certain threshold. Um. So for sake of giving a cop out answer, I do think honestly there's usually elements of a little bit of both. But I would say right. more often than not, it's more with yourself. Um, because more times than not, like, I mean, in this day and age, too, everybody's got access to so many different mediums of information to help themselves or to at least, yeah. like, explore. And if you're not, not right with what you have going on on the inside, that's really going to make it easier for other people to manipulate you and to be manipulated and to not be able to stand up for what you believe is right or what, you know, right. stand up for yourself against what you know is right for yourself like literally um yeah i know it's not always awesome to wake up early to go get a workout in or to wake up early to read or you know to go to bed early when you can stay up and watch tv or watch a movie or play video games but like right to some extent you gotta be able to stand up to yourself in that same vein because you know at least for me i can only speak from my own personal experience but um I know that's what's going to be most beneficial for myself. You decide what you want. You go after it regardless of the stakes. Yeah. Not be manipulated by, I mean, we talk about it all the time in motivation, not being manipulated by the statistics. Because we can look at the millions of statistics that say the chiropractors that come out of school and either their business fails or they're not practicing chiropractors anymore. I mean, you and I both have met people that do that. that yeah. They're chiropractors, but they don't practice. Yep. Um, and how many people that we go to school with that probably either will never practice too, which is scary. <laughs> it's scary. And honestly, um, I don't know, man. Like for me, it's just like, it's not a, it's not like a job, bro. Like I just, I won't yeah. do anything else. Like that's a, you know, in a way that's. Knowing what you know, you can't go back. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say a lot of times like that almost stems from having a lot or, you know, not having a, a, a set in stone goal for yourself, right? Like people always have these visions of like, you, know, you ask somebody what their goal is and somebody will tell you, oh, I'm, you know, like try to give a specific goal that you see yourself from like 30 years or whatever. And people will say like, oh, I'm on a beach drinking a mojito in a right. you know whatever chair it's like I mean, that's that's not even a goal that's just like <laughs> you know like the that's just <laughs> a postcard man like yeah. you could be a bum and you could be doing that you know like what's right really really defining what, what what your goal is for yourself um i think that's pretty big and it doesn't have to be you don't have to your goal doesn't have to be to own a plane someday or make a billion dollars right but like um you know, I can speak for my own personal goals is to be financially free to have the freedom from my student loans. Like that's, yeah. that's a big goal of mine. And I always, I mean, you're never done reaching goals. So, I mean, there's right. always like subsets of goals, right? So, um, there, you know, it's not ever the destination, it's the journey. So always, it's almost kind of like, uh, you know, uh, I hate say, using this term, but pushing the, the, the goalpost back every time you reach another one. I mean, yeah. that's done last year, right? Where, you know, 
14 days of flattening the curve, whatever. <laughs> that's extended. That's been pushed back quite a bit. But yeah. um, I would say, like, for that, like, that's that's essential. Really, having having goals that are that are smart goals, and we learn those in school, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timetable. Like, having yeah. goals that are real goals that, like – and like they don't have to be in comparison to anybody else's but you. Right. Just really yeah. you know, be able to you know look look within yourself on what, what a goal is. What what should what is your goal? So um, and not and not going outside of your priorities to get that goal. Right. I think it's key crucial too because so many times I think people well, just like we talked about, intention and purpose and what's your connection because if you try to make a goal and it's not in line with any of your intentions or purpose or your priorities, then you're not going to be fulfilled when you reach that goal or you're not going to feel like you're not going to feel like it's, it's a stepping stone to, to who you want to become. So any goal, any goal making it, dude, goal making is hard for me. It honestly is because I know when I reach it, you know, sometimes when I reach it, I'm just like, oh, well, you know, it's a goal. But when it's way more in line with my perspectives and my priorities with intention, it's way more motivating, you know. There was a lot of moments like that in school, like whether it was going through the VA or, or becoming a Mali intern, like from day one, when I came out there, that was the goal. And... I'm so freaking happy that I lined it up with priorities and intention and it came to fruition. Like I could never, you can, I could never, I, I don't even know what I, you can never trade off for that. You know what I mean? Totally. I, I say totally a lot, but I really do heartedly <laughs> agree with you, bro. Um, and intentionally totally. I mean, in a way it's, it's proving yourself that, I mean, you, you really can put things that you put your mind to as long as it's your goal or whatever you really truly uh, have that intention and purpose towards achieving. Because yes. if you're making goals based off of like what your parents think is best for you or what a significant other thinks is best for you, that's not, yeah. that's not a fulfilling goal. Um, right. And if, if your goal is to be, you know, um, like, if, if you have goals, man, like, if you really, truly take the time to make your goals, then I really have a hard time believing that anybody striving for those goals is unfulfilled. Yeah. Um, yeah. If your goal is to be a slug, and, like, that's truly your <laughs> big measurable. Some people it is, man. If that's actually your goal, man, I mean, I really don't think that that person would be unfulfilled. Uh, I really think that they would have a hard time being manipulated in their path towards their goal. So, um, I, we might have froze a little bit there, but I'm going to keep going because, I mean, uh, I don't know what happened with the uh, connection there, bro. But one last thing I wanted to touch on from uh, 12 Rules of Life, and it's something that I, you know, I, like I said, I think this is something that anybody and everybody, if they read this book, they could take something from it. And this is just something that popped out to me. You froze a little bit there, bro. I don't know if you heard me, but uh, uh-oh, you coming back in? I think you froze a little bit. I don't know. And uh, I think you're muted. Okay. Okay. 
my internet dropped. Were you recording the whole time? You might need to do it again, dude. I think I'm still recording. Okay, good deal. And I was rolling. Zoom troubles, man. One day we're going to have the setup to where it doesn't happen. We're not headquarters, <laughs> man. For real. Dude, I missed like probably a minute's worth of what you were saying. Okay. Oh, what I was doing, so I was basically rolling from, um, I was going to lead into the last thing that I have in this book that I just at least written down. I think it would be a cool talking point. Um, so, Wait, before you, before you get into that, I have a question for you because you mentioned yeah. slug. What do you, where do you view yourself on the, on the, aside from human, animal kingdom wise in the goal making, I don't know, scheme, whatever you would call that. So like, if like I'm an animal. So you're not, a, you're not a slug, like what, what are you, like cheetah, Ooh. lion, sloth, you met, you got an attachment to sloth, man, so maybe you need to dive into that because I don't know if people would love it. Hey man, so, all right, Gates and I had a conversation, uh. And we were talking about spirit animals, right? And uh, Chantal was saying that uh, they think – so I don't want to – I don't know. Full disclosure, right? You guys are having a baby. I think everybody knows that. Yeah. Baby's name is yeah, Marshall. And Marshall uh, – Chantal was saying Marshall's spirit animal is a sloth. Gates wasn't having it. And I, <laughs> you know – Nash was picking party. sides, y'all. I'm neutral Nash party. How is this boy? No I'm loyalty. Like, uh, <laughs> what, what am I? Uh, I'm uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm like uh, NATO or whatever. It's like the, 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 the in between. Yes. And so I said, you know, sloths, I mean, that's a pretty badass spirit animal because sloths, I mean, say what you want about them, but they have a hundred percent intention on whatever they're doing because they're so damn slow. If they didn't have intention, they literally just wouldn't move anywhere because they'd be so indecisive. They'd always be changing. So they always have to have intention on whatever they're doing. And just the slowest <laughs> progress. I mean, um, man, I, I think that's amazing. That, like, yep. that was an eye-opener, man. The novel concept that the sloth, if it doesn't have intention, it's a bad day because it'll literally take another day to get to where it needs to be. Seriously. I mean, and for a sloth, man, uh, if you're taking, you know, if you fall out of focus with your, whatever your intention is, you're, you're cheetah meat, you're whatever meat, you know? <laughs> you're, you're, dinner, you're dinner for real. So, um, if I had is that the, the official Nash, oh, okay. You got another one. Well, no, I mean, I was just saying, so I'm just going on. Sloth. I don't know if I'd pick a sloth. I mean, I do really like sloths. Um, so, funny thing, in high school, I don't remember why, um, some of my friends used to call me a brown bear, but uh, I don't know if I'd go with bear either. I mean, that's definitely, I, I mean, I like bears, uh, but I, like, you know, growing up, somebody, you know, he always asked, well, what animal would you be? And I would probably say a shark, and not in a way that, like, Hollywood makes sense you. be, you know what I mean? But yeah. uh, to me sharks and just like the ocean in general is just so vast yeah and you know they they generally are have the freedom like you'll like they'll track a great white and it'll literally travel all over the world right um right. and to me like that's just super cool and uh having the independence to do that and to have the reliability to you know in a way not get fucked with um, I always like that too. 
and not in a, not in a malicious way or a mean way, but in a way that um, there's power in that. And uh, that's something I, I always thought was cool as hell. So I'd probably have to say in more specifically, really great white shark. That's a good one, though, because it's not a, a common. I feel like most people don't go for the sea creature route. Um, you know, they go, they go more land animal. But I, I'm about it. I like it. What about you? What are you going with? Dude, oh, man. I've always had this, like, attachment to wolf. Okay. Um, because I think there's an element of individuality as a wolf, but then also the individuality or the, the elements of a pack, too. Um, and always seeing what you can do best for the pack, but seeing what you, how to um, lead or provide for it in a pack. And I, I, I honestly do attach myself a lot to different groups or packs um, in a loyalty aspect of that way. So um, I'd have to go with wolf. But then still having that fighter, you know, it's not like you're just like a basic house dog. You know, you got you got some some bark and bite, a little bit of how. So, for sure. And I mean, wolves, man. I mean, the team aspect for for wolf packs is huge. Yeah. Like, you see pictures all over the internet. I mean, memeing it up about like there's different instances where people are like, oh, leaders lead from the front. No, leaders lead from the back, so they make sure nobody falls behind. And just in general. Um, mm. The, the value that a wolf has and more of like the, the leader of the wolf pack has for the community of his family is something that's not, it's not super common. I feel like in nature or in, I mean, it is in society to some extent, but um, I feel like in the past there's a lot more emphasized. Right. I feel like it's hard to find as tenacious of a creature that still provides a pack mentality. Totally. I guess I guess a lion, but even lions like the pride, like the the guys are pretty selfish. <laughs> they just kind of sit there and wait, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're chilling. So, yeah, they're definitely chilling. What would Leilani be in your in your uh, opinion? Hmm. Wow. Well. Uh... Well, if I come back with a black eye, man, you know why. But uh, I'd probably have to say that she's a dolphin, you're the shark. <laughs> I don't know if she's a dolphin. Um, mm, I'd probably say, God, I mean. We can do a, like a, a ninja third-party third test. Oh, it's like a ninja of, like, an animal. A ninja? Oh. An octopus? I mean, yeah, I guess if you're they maneuver, and I don't know, maybe like a hmm. I mean, like a monkey, but like that's just like generic, you know. What I mean? um, it's on record, Leilani. Yeah, it's on record. She's a monkey. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, like in many ways, though, um, like just like a caring person. That's yeah. Just uh I don't know, she just got love for everybody that she meets, man. I mean, it's it's pretty inspiring. I'm always so, like trying to be more like her because uh, she just got a lot of respect for other people and Lily always wants to make sure everybody's kinda of doing okay. I feel like in the aspect of like when you see like a you know, like a chimpanzee picking through another monkey's like 
you know, cleaning them off for bugs, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. So, That's um, awesome. you put out, I was gonna say, so there's one last thing that I wanted to kind of go through, let's get to the point, yeah. on, and then after that, I actually gotta get rolling. So, we'll talk for like five. I just want to think about bro. So, right. same chapter as how to manipulate, how to manipulate the world, um, or manipulate the world. So, someone power hungry makes a new rule at your workplace. So necessary, it's counterproductive, and it's in the ears in. It removes some of the pleasure and meaning of your work, but you, Charles, but you tell yourself it's all right. Now we're complaining about, and then it happens again. You've already trained yourself to allow such things by failing to react the first time. You're a little less courageous. Your opponent, unopposed, is a little bit stronger. The institution is a little bit more corrupt. So I really do think that that's something that – as good fighters that we really are trying to do. And I'm not saying from a place of animosity, and I say that a lot, but it really is from a place of love for not just us, but our other, in this analogy, coworkers, and the future coworkers in this company. And this company ha happens to be Earth, right? Um, right. Workers are just other human beings who have, who have rights and freedoms. And, and they have the right to know the truth. And one thing that's been manipulated right recently has been not just you know news but uh data and manipulation of data puts people in this position where they don't really know what's up and what's down right that's 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 very wrong i mean you're go to any salesman or anybody that's going to sell you something and they're lying about what they're selling like no go no, no go and if, as soon as you know it you're done like i'm done with that and I feel like that's something that, you know, thank God uh, you and I have seen that. And so when we have these positions where we really don't, for anybody out there that wants a, a vaccine or wants, you know, everybody get the vaccines, it's really from a place that we really care about everybody else and we respect everybody's decision is their own. And just like your health is your own decision, so should this. And, um, I don't know. I just think that a lot of times people are aware that they've been manipulated into certain decisions that are being made. And they don't understand that the data that they trust is wholeheartedly unbiased. Is not. Right. And there are people who know that, but they are less, they are not courageous enough to speak up about it. And they're just like, Oh, well, it's not really bothering me. And I'll just kind of let it go. And it's very right. slow. So, it's never about you until it is. Yeah. It's never going to be in anything. That manipulation is huge. As chiropractors, we don't ever manipulate, you know? So we, we know we, we got to do what we got to do to adjust. Um, I think it's crucial, too, that I love about chiropractic principles in general is never seeking to manipulate what we think we should do or what we think somebody else should do or their body or their presence yep. or their innate. It's always seeking to remove any inhibition that's keeping that person from functioning at their optimal best and, and having all their senses and acuity be on point. So if you're a doctor or whatever it is that you do, or even if you're somebody that loves whatever, on whatever side of the spectrum you are, are you trying to manipulate or are you trying to, because even the other side too, like you can manipulate people to be anti-vaxxers, which isn't right also. Like totally. you know that in general, no manipulation is is better for the pack, you know? 
Um, and for this, this corporation we call Earth, like you said, like we have to step up. But I think part of that too is being confident and clear who you are, good fighters. Yeah. You have to work on that discipline of self to be confident and clear who you are so that you are not manipulating somebody or desiring a, um, I guess you should, could say, feedback from people that you're talking to just, just to, to gratify yourself, you know? Fight the good fight by being who you are and speaking truth, not manipulating others to, to fill that void. We're all links in the same chain, right? So we're only as strong as our weakest link. What we really need to be doing is strengthening the other links in the chain, right? Mm, Empower, yeah. Really empowering people what health is, not what, uh, what lack of health is, is doing, right? Yeah. I mean, just literally quit in the darkness and really just focus on how to make the light, the light how to really make it shine brighter. And yeah. that that's really what helps Speak the truth, always. Medicine manipulates enough. We don't need any more of other stuff. Yeah, I mean, not and beyond medicine, bro. Um, yeah, that's true. People who are, I mean, it just kind of comes from a place of greed that people, uh, I mean, money talks, right? That, that people are really looking oh, to get yeah. To get rich and risky cream, a lot of people got richer um, at <laughs> people's expense and really at the expense of uh, people's rights and freedoms. So um, I think that says a lot about people who have the money and the power. And you said something that, that really just like resonated with me a ton, bro. Like, let's say you go into Target, right? And like they're requiring masks and they're requiring all this stuff, and like they have free vaccine shots or whatever but they'll turn you know but they didn't do anything to educate people more about like what these highest risk population of people have and what they can be doing to reduce their risk of being a high-risk population and then they'll turn right back around and still just as much junk food just as much soda just as much alcohol and i mean even like cigarettes man like that shit is just insane to me um yeah that like there's still a huge population of people who don't understand that. And some people don't want to understand that, but no. people think that there's a good margin of people who just truly don't understand the implications that are happening with their health. So, Yeah, it's sad. And it's, that's why we need to keep fighting, keep pushing, keep, you know, not giving in, yep. not refusing to be manipulated and refusing to not trust in where we come from and who we are and who we're supposed to be. Not, not greedy, not, yeah. It blows my mind, man. But all these, all these things, these corporations, at the very least, all the money, like, I don't care who you voted for or what you do or who, what you decide. Follow the money. You decide off of that. Not, it's not, a pretty good picture most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a big yikes for me. Um, art thief ain't about it. <laughs> art dealer also not about it. So. Yeah. Good fighters. Hope y'all ain't about it. But if you are about it, we respect and love you all the same. Yeah. As long as you have good motivation and intention and purpose and as always let us know about your about the fights you're putting in the rounds you're putting in we yes uh we have a new instagram page so, ig baby ig we're official 
Hey, so, did we get the blue check mark yet? Uh, <laughs> it's on the way. I'm on the way. IG, Instagram is on the way. So, I hopefully, I mean, hey, if we're putting stuff like uh, some of our content on there, we might get flagged, man. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but, I kind of want to. Yeah, I think that's maybe a, like a, a sign that we're doing the right thing. For sure. But What's, what's the um, tag? So, the tag is the underscore good underscore fight underscore ERS. ERS. Right. So. Uh, you can find us there, or as always, at our own personal pages. But we'd love to hear from you, hear what you got going on. Yes. DM us. Uh, we have an email. Are you putting an email up to? Yeah, so our email is... Email us your, your thoughts, T-H-O-T-S, so as always. Email is two, as in like the number, good.fight.ers. And when Boom. I say ers, it's ers at gmail.com. Yes, sir. Also, show us some love for the work that Dr. Nash and Dr. Leilani did on our, uh, I was going to call them mascots, but that's not what we need to figure out. A name avatar. Our avatar. Show some love, y'all, because um, they're gold, in my opinion. Also, if you want an avatar made up of who uh, should the headshot be. Let yeah, us if you guys have some ideas, I'd love to hear about them. For real, because yeah. we got we got three on board right now, so we need we're gonna need some more. We got our own ideas, obviously, but we need some more after this too. Yeah, we're all part of the same uh, collective mind, man. So yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. All right. With that ahead. being said, good fighters. We got DC Nasty, Gates Mayor DC. Give us a follow. We love y'all with the same connection, intention, and purpose as always. Art thief and our dealer out. Choose your destiny.